0: And welcome to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. It's your host Daniel Jonas, as always, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, Wednesday, August eighteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, didn't have a podcast last week because there were no fights. And I know we had the serial Gone Derek Lewis uh, fight, and I didn't break. I didn't go over the analysis of that because took a big L on that one. I thought Derek Lewis was going to go seven for seven in Houston. Really shot the bet on that. Uh, so uh, odds are now six and seven in Houston. But Cyril Ghosn looking like the most dangerous man and heavyweight and doesn't look like he's going to lose anytime soon. Um, remember, if you like podcasts, go please write a review on iTunes. It'll help me get more people. And reviews seem to be what helps. So please go write a review. Other than that, go check out SunscrapNation.com, SunscrapNation.com for all other episodes, as well as if you're looking for private training in Charlotte or your own private gym, hit me up because I'm that guy. I got everything. I'm also getting a sauna. So if you just want to have a sauna, I will let you borrow my sauna. Um, So go check out that website. Uh, And then we'll also get into breaking down the fights coming this weekend because there's a UFC UFC fight night. On Saturday, Jared Cannonier versus Kevin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, sorry. Uh, On the cart as well, there is Chase Sherman, Clay Guida, and Marco Madsen's a pretty good fight. You got Marco Madsen, Olympian versus Clay Guida, a guy who is relentless with his takedown and his takedown attempts, obviously going against an Olympian in wrestling. Um, why I like that matchup so much is because when it comes to a fight, your gold medals only matter if you can make them matter. Henry Cejudo, he made it matter with his mentality. He really hasn't even, I mean, he uses his wrestling as a threat, but I mean, he knocked out Dominic Cruz. He TKO'd uh, Marlon Rice after beating him up in the clinch. So it's not necessarily that he went in there and he's just ragdolling people with his wrestling. Um, to be honest, Demetrius Johnson didn't even get shit about his wrestling. He stuffed it the first time and it wasn't until the second fight that he made those adjustments. And this is one of those cases where Clay Guida is a guy who has fought everyone and anyone going against a guy who, I think he's an Olympic gold medalist? Silver medalist and four-time medalist at the World Wrestling Championship uh, from Denmark. Um, he's undefeated, ten ten and zero, exactly what the UFC is looking for. And Denmark's a, Denmark is a uh, a country that I guess you could get more eyes to watch and maybe do an event there eventually. But it's like ahead of ourselves. Like I said, Clay Wea versus Mark Madsen. It's a it's a very good fight. It's a Definitely ability to be fight of the night candidate. Also in the flyweight division, you got Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. I love that fight. Two guys that always bring it. One's a little bit craftier. and has these slick jujitsu submissions, and then the other one's just, you know, hits hard, solid on the ground, um, trains at ATT, gets good looks from everyone. You know, he trains with Andreon Morais, who's won championship Flyweight champion. I think it's flyweight champion. So good looks everywhere. Brandon Royval also trains at a very good gym as too. It's just uh, Styles make fights, and this is one of them. You got, f- this is the Brandon Royval being 5'8 at 125, which is a big, big advantage. Literally big advantage. So let's see. Also Brian Kelleher making a return. Because I'm pretty sure Brian Kelleher got cut from the UFC. at one point, and he fought his way back. Oh, no, he never got cut from the UFC. Huh. He's just not had, like, a sell. He's go, loss, win, win. Well, his first, sorry. He goes into the UFC, wins, loses, wins, wins, loses, loses, wins, wins, loses, wins, loses. So it's going to be up to him. It kind of looks like his streak's going to go, 1 win, 1 loss. 2 wins, 2 losses. 2 wins, 1 loss. 1 win, 1 loss. Maybe he'll go 2 wins, 2 losses. It's very weird that he's got a <clears throat> he's got like a he's got like a pattern at this point. But I like watching Brian Kelleher fight. Boom boom Kelleher. He's going against Domingo Pilarte who's got a no contest. And this might be his debut. Let's see if this is a debut. Which makes me th- No. Uh his first fight was a draw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I like that. I like uh watching Brian Keller fight. William Knights also fighting which I'm pretty sure he's a Dana White contender series. Or maybe I'm thinking of a, yeah, Dana White contender series. Look at that. I'm on my shit. I know. I know. Sometimes you guys doubt whether I know what I'm talking about with MMA. That's fair, because sometimes I doubt I know what I'm talking about with MMA. But there are times where I know. I know my shit. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some things that are going in the news before I get into a deep breakdown. Um, Oh, also, surprise, you guys are getting two episodes this week. Second one's going to be less of a MMA podcast and more of a talking the shit with my friend. David Fitzgerald returns to the podcast this weekend. But um, that being said, let's go into getting some news. Real heavy MMA, but you guys are getting a second episode this week, so Yay! All right, so let's see. TJ Dillashaw responds the Legend Aldo's call out. Yeah, I like that call out. I like to fight Jose. He's a legend of sport. We can do it after I get my belt back. Okay, so he wants to do it after the belt. So you either have the UFC. Um, you either have the UFC. Give TJ the automatic title fight against the winner of Peter or Peter Yan and. Peter Yan and uh, Aldo. So, Peter Yan. Or, in the meantime, as those two duke it out, you could do the Aldo versus TJ fight. It's just going to be up to TJ if he wants to take another fight since he is coming off an injury um, and surgery off his knee. Maybe you want some time for that cut to heal because that cut also was reopened during the fight and has been something that's been plaguing him. And if that's the case, man, you just got to move forward with Jose versus Dom. Cause at least that way you got two former champions fight each other. And then let's say Jose wins right back into title contention um, again. And then you can do the TJ fight, you know, so being he gets his belt back or Dom wins And then you just have TJ versus Dom for a second time. And after that first fight, I'd love to see it a second time. All right. So that's that. Uh, Kayla Harrison, go on her Instagram. She fucking tools a reporter. It's hilarious. Reporter's like, talks about her opponent. You're a beautiful woman. So da 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 And then Kayla Harrison's like, "Uh, if you were to interview a male fighter, would you ever be like, well, you're a hot guy? (laughs) So, next time I interview uh <laughs> next time I interview a fighter if I ever do, I'll just be like, "Hey, so you're a good-looking guy. You ever think it's weird that you get in there?" <laughs> uh all right. Oh, Kurniska. <laughs> People think she she fought while she was pregnant cuz she just came out saying you know, she just announced that she's pregnant. People are you you fought? No, dummies. I think the medical, you think, yeah, anyway. Just... I think medical is going to be like, oh, no, she's not pregnant. They have to take blood and urine t- samples. The blood samples, if that, uh, uh, being pregnant's going to come out on that. And I don't care how much they get... They let Michael Bisping get away for not having an eye. They're not going to let you fight pregnant. People are... You know? Can't say it. Well, I can say it. It's my podcast. But let's try to be PC, Daniel. You know? Last podcast, I... Didn't give girls uh, a chance when it comes to weight cutting, but... I'll be PC this time. Uh, Joe Rogan, Cyril Gann, changes change the standard of heavyweight striking. Nah, he didn't change. He didn't change anything. He's an anomaly. Not every striker or not every heavyweight ever is gonna come back out and be the same guy. People are heavyweights because they like being heavyweights and they can just slang it. Um. Cyril Gaṇ just an anomaly. He's a one of a kind person, just like Ingunu is a one of a kind person. But even Nganu, like he's got good striking, but it's not like he's Cyril Gaṇ striking. You know, now if you're getting a lot of more strikers from like Glory or kickboxing, yeah, of course these fighters are gonna have better footwork. It's just really showing me that Joe Rogan doesn't need to be in the MMA sphere anymore. He's done a lot for the sport at this point, but I mean, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh, kind of tired of the simping over this guy. He does a podcast. I mean, okay. He's like, he's so not, I mean, he watches MMA, but as much as like any other celebrity watches MMA at this point. He does his podcast. His podcast is huge. Like, that's his focus. So when it comes to, like, MMA news, Joe Rogan should not be the headline of your news. Maybe five years ago. But come on, guys. I'm not saying that the MMA world has to get with the times and be so, you know, get all PC. It is a bunch of men fighting each other. But at least be up to date on whether or not people have Up to date opinions and are up to date on things. Like it's when it's the critique I have of of coaches. I'm a coach. I watch every fight. Oh shit! I watch every fight, or as all of them I can, and I'm up to date with fight news and fighters. But that's just that's because I'm part of my job, and I feel like this the same way. And I listen to John Anik. He watches all the fighting he can because it's his job as Joe just watches the ones that he goes to. That's about it. But who, well, you know, I'm just talking shit, guys. Just talking shit. Uh, Michael Bisbing and Connor go after each other on Twitter. That's cool. Nate Diaz says, the realest thing ever. The fight game lacks fight, lacking fighters. Exactly. Going back to what I'm saying, you got a bunch of athletes fighting. And then when they get on the mic, they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. it's so, it's so It's so good. Uh, it's so good to, it's so good to talk to you, Joe. Oh my God, can I have you on my? Can I be on your podcast? Yeah, be fighters, and then right underneath that is the is the infamous Chael calling out. I think John Jones, or is this the? I Forget which one it is, but when he's like, he I mean, I talked about it before, but when he's talking about like, I'll smack. You don't think I'll hit a comedian? That's the way you should be. You're a fighter. Everyone's there to see you. Treat it that way. Damn. Dun dun dun. So Christian Lee's fighting to pr- for his belt against Ray Yan Ock. All right, well, that's all that there. I don't think there's anything really here. Man, I took two. I took a week off, and there's no news. Do you guys want to talk about Gabe, Gable Stevenson? A guy that's never thrown a punch in his life, and he wants to fight heavyweight. His wrestling is very good, but... What if you can't wrestle them, and they're punching you in the face? He's got a lot of room to work, but all this talk about him fighting UFC, it's like even Brock fought in Japan before he fought in the UFC. Tracy Cortez out of her UFC 30 fight against J.J. Aldridge. Sarah McMahon out of her fight from ESPN, I think this weekend. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. Next weekend? Yeah. So, Ketlin... Oh, damn. She was going to fight Ketlin Vieira. Ketlin Vieira and Tracy Cortez are out of next weekend's fights. Next, Yeah, next weekend's fights. I'm surprised they put this Kevin Gas, Calvin Gaslin versus... Jared Cannonier fight card so close like so close. There's literally no one on it fight week of <clears throat> UFC 265. No one was on it. And now all of a sudden whole fight card. It's not like the best fight card ever. That main that main event's nice, but the rest of it's. Eh. Um anything else? Anything worth talking about? PFL this weekend? Kayla Harrison versus um, Jenna Fabian, who's a city kickboxing gal. So Olympic judoka with intense ground and pound versus long lanky wrestler or striker. I'm going to go with Judah uh, Judah Kayla just because Kayla Harrison's... Once again, someone who's taken her Olympic gold mentality, the Olympic medal, the gold medal... And used it as a as a benefiting thing, right? She's a, she uses a ground and pound. It's not judo, like she she's ground and pounding someone. But her mentality that she has from being an Olympian is what she takes into the into the uh, circle, whatever PFL uses. And that's the kind of stuff that see when I was when I was all about the the Olympics when it was all happening and shit was going down and. People hate it and da, 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 da. This is the kind of reason why I enjoy the Olympics, is because you have these people that are at least what you think are these athletic gods amongst men, where they're competing at the highest level of competition internationally. So the mindset you have to have to do that is awesome. And it can translate, and you can do anything with that. But then when you start hearing, like, the mentality and all that kind of stuff, <clears throat> gets, it's not as intense anymore, and people aren't as into competing in the Olympics or whatever the case may be. It almost makes Olympians look human, and that's not what we need right now. You know, right now, that's it, uh, whatever. Yeah. So, we, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, Anderson Silva... First, T. Ortiz in boxing. Um. Oh, so shout out to Brian Battle. He's a local MMA fighter here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Trains with High Stand MMA under. Tom Ziegler, uh, good guys. They are scheduled to fight at the end of the month at the Edson Barbosa Giga Casey fight. Um, he's a tough finale, a finalist. He's fighting. His opponent is Trey Sean. Anyway, um, I watched the last episode. Brian Ortega's got two kids, <laughs> randomly. All right, all right. He's like a family guy. He's like, I got two kids. No one even knew I had kids. Well, Guess what? These guys were missing their family, so I thought, show my family to them. He's like Drake. I didn't hide my, I didn't hide my, I didn't hide the kid from, or I didn't hide, I didn't have my kid from the world. I hid the world from my kid. It's like, hell yeah. Which is true. If you're a fighter, that's the one thing. I mean, I have respect for Brian in that in that case. I mean, not so much now. But I, uh, I re- had more respect for him when he hid his children. I have respect for Khabib, for Nate. When they separate their family life from this fighting life, It's it's the most real shit. Because just like, and this is what people don't understand, the Diaz brothers. like Nick, what made Nick so polarizing is he was fighting so his brother didn't have to fight. I mean, obviously, his brother still ended up fighting and made a better career than Nick did in making money fights. But um, they are fighters, but they are filled with emotion and compassion. But they're not sensitive. They're sensitive sensitive in a you know when it comes to what they need to be sensitive about like fighting like in the cage they're sensitive about and those guys training to fight me that's kind of fucked up like name another thing where someone across the world is training to fight me that's fucked up like that's weird he's training to kill me of course i'm going to come in with that kill or be killed attitude it's the same thing with khabib doesn't share his family like it's not your business He's, you're watching him to watch him compete. You're not watching him to watch his family. It's none of your business, and no one needs to know it's your business, or no, no one needs to know that. So that's why when I saw that Brian or Take had two kids, and, you know, I was like, that's, it's cool to watch someone that can have a personality, but also separate the fact that their personality isn't their family. Like, they can separate the two lives. That's when people are like so boring it's like and here's my family. It's like I don't care, dude. Go keep, like go beat the shit out of that guy. I don't wanna know what I don't care what your family's doing. Um all right. Is that it? Maybe BJ has some some controversial stuff or Yancy Medeiros was released from the UFC. Okay, there's nothing else. Let me go ahead and break down these fights because All right, uh, let's see. Let's see. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. Mm-hmm. Besides the people to note, um, let's just move to the main card. Once again, Saturday, August 21st, 10 o'clock p.m. Great. Uh, UFC Apex on ESPN. Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gastelum. Remember, folks, dot com for more. So we're getting into flyweight. You got, or do you go? Let's just. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, let's start with the main event. So Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gastelum. What a fight! What a fight! Kelvin Gastelum seventeen and seven, won no contest. Jared Cannonier thirteen and five both coming off of losses to the same exact person, Rob Whitaker. So, this is a tough fight for me because it's two guys that lost to Rob and literally lost the same way. (laughs) They both got just outmaneuvered. And I mean, they're both heavy hitters. And I mean, even though Kelvin's a little bit faster, he just got outstruck, um, outpointed. Uh, Rob tried to do a takedown on Jared, missed two, didn't got denied two. And then yeah, literally the same thing. So Kelvin got one takedown, but then Rob answered back with four of his own. But Kelvin got outstruck a bunch. I mean, Rob landed one hundred and seventy strikes to his seven. He got outstruck by a hundred strikes. This is a fight where. Kelvin's speed can really help him and can help him get on the inside to maybe take down, because Kelvin beat Ian Hynish, and Ian Hynish kind of has that same, that same style of just coming forward and trying to hit you hard as fuck. Jared Cannonier, though, he's a little bit better, he's better than that. You he, he can't just, and Ian Hynish is, you know, he a little bit more with the wrestling but point being Jared Cannoneer he's dangerous just standing and unless you're one to take angles on him and interrupt his and interrupt his attacks and just beat him to the punch which is what Kelvin needs to do it's going to be very hard to just it's going to be hard to just take him down and you know change levels and do all that you're going to have to out position him because when, for example, Jack Hermanson went for a takedown on Jared Cannonier. Jared Cannonier happily obliged him with an uppercut to the face. That ended it. Kelvin Gaslem can't just expect the takedowns to be there. Shit, man, Kelvin Gaslem's willing to give a takedown up to get a takedown. As you can see with the Rob Whitaker fight, one takedown to four. Jared Cannonier gave no takedowns. That means the work is going to have to be done striking. And I do not see Kelvin Gastelum doing that. I just do not see Kelvin Gastelum getting that shot. Especially since I'm pretty... Jared is coming off of one loss. Let me see if there's another person. Vitor Belfort's probably his biggest one punch guy, but I mean, you're talking old Vitor. Yeah, he's not really fought anyone like Jared Kennanier, so that's why it's a very hard fight for me to pick. Um, they really haven't fought people similar to each other. Uh, Jared's just fought heavier guys, and I think that's what's going to help him. I mean, you're a heavyweight that's come down to middleweight versus a welterweight that needed to go up to. That went up to middleweight. So Jared's lost to Dom Reyes, which I don't think Kelvin hits as hard as Dom Reyes. But, you know, he's also knocked out the likes of Cyril Asker, who's a big-ass heavyweight. So it's about... W- I like Jared here. His mindset's kind of odd, but it works for him. Um, let's see what Izzy says. I didn't watch it. So let's just go ahead and yeah. Mm, I have to watch this. Well, guys, I uh, probably won't talk about that till I have that until we do another until we do another podcast because uh, I don't know what he says, but um. I mean, Jared Cannonier is the dark horse of the division, but Kelvin Gastelum needs a win. The odds are Jared Cannonier is a favorite. Sports bet he's not the favorite, and FanDuel he's not the favorite. BetUSA he's not the favorite, or Jazz he's not the favorite. Huh, 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 huh. No wait, no he is. Yeah he is. It's just lower, lower on the favorite favorite scale. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's the majority favorite. I'm gonna go with the favorite on this one, just like I'm gonna go on the favorite with the Marco Madsen fight with versus Clay Guida. I think Clay, Clay Guida is just a little too old. He is a tough fight. I think it has fight of the night potential, but I think Marco Mark Madsen's like in it. Like he's ready. He's this is his time. Um, like I said. He puts, up, he puts up wrestling numbers. Yeah, 8 eight out of 12. <clears throat> he only got 3 in Michael Johnson. So, so yeah, uh, I think it's just Matt Mark's time. So I'm going to go Mark. Uh, Chase Sherman versus Parker Porter. I mean, Chase Sherman all day, the footwork of that man. I love me some Chase Sherman. He's the favorite. I'm gonna go with the favorite on that. Mana Martinez versus Trevin Jones. Mana Martinez. He's a he's off. He needs a new opponent. Welcomes newcomer Yoko, or Saeed Yokob. Um I'm gonna go with Trevin Jones on that then. Let's see. Is he even on this? All right, well, never mind. There's no odds for that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm assuming, you know, late replacement. I'll always go the person that uh, doesn't have to safely, you know, the person that's already had the camp. I'm gonna go with that person, even though they've had a camp to fight someone else. It's still a camp. It's just all about the mentality at that point. Like if you're in shape, it doesn't matter who they put in front of you. I'm ready to fight somebody. If you have the excuse of, well, I was, I was training for a wrestler. It's like. Well, you should just be trained to fight somebody. I mean, obviously, people have different styles and stuff, but just got to do your thing. Do the thing. Do your thing. And make them adjust. Especially if you were already prepared for a fight. Make them feel uncomfortable being in there. So then you got lightweight Vince Pichelle from Hell versus Austin Hubbard. It's a matter of age for me. I'm going to go... I mean, he's on a... He's on a three-fight win or two-fight win streak. see what else. Austin Humbert. Austin Joe Slack, Yeah, Austin Slacky. I'm going to go with Vince on this one because I see the quality of person Austin loses to and they're up and coming guys who I think Joe versus of Vince Pichelle. I think Joe Selecki would beat him cause he's his mentality and he he's on the rise, right? He's, he's doing all the right things. If you put him against a veteran, he's going to smoke a veteran. I think Austin's having a little bit of trouble in that situation where like high quality guys that would smoke veterans I think he's gonna have a little bit of trouble with a guy who's aggressive and, you know, is trying to prove a point. And then you got potential other fight of the night: Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. Um, Alexander Pantoja, I'm pretty sure is coming off a lot. Or he beat Manel Camp. That's right. It was a very close fight. I think I had it from. Had from Rmanel. Um but he lost to Askar Askarov. I mean, just Askar is really good. But I think Brandon Royval Hm mm, that Schnell fight actually kinda makes me think. Brandon Royval, he's coming? He's coming off of one. No, he's getting he's coming off of that weird loss to Brandon Moreno. Who's the champ, so? Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Roy Val just because he fought the champion. Um and I think in his last fight he can at least take a little bit of you know, you, you take the rub hopefully from the champion. Let's see Brandon He's the underdog. So my underdog pick will be Brandon Roy guys. Um I don't I was about to just be Content with not having it, not having an under, underdog pick for this card because it's easier to play safe on this one than anything. But uh, Brandon on this case is the guy, Raw Dog. I mean, how can you not go with a guy named Raw Dog? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think it, I think his size and just being real creative and different. You could have all the training partners in the world, but if you're fighting a guy who's just awkward, um, especially if you're so content on not being awkward and like going out there and <clears throat> establishing you can really gash yourself out trying to knock a guy out that just doesn't doesn't play by the traditional rules of stand and bang, bruh. Uh so yeah, I just think Brandon Royval being tricky and weird and being tall <clears throat> is gonna serve it's gonna serve him serve him well for it. Uh let's see, anything else? Nope. It was pretty good episode, you know, forty minutes almost. Uh, I like I said, there's gonna be a longer episode this weekend with a guest. It'll be fun. It'll be uh, worth listening to for shits and gigs. If you just want to have a laugh, if you if you want to listen to some fighting stuff, I'll probably bully my way into that conversation of fighting. But we'll probably talk about some stuff and talk ignor- ignorantly about it. It's just cool because. Uh, Um. anyway yeah that's about it if you need anything else check out southernscrapnation.com check out Daniel Jonas 94 on Instagram if you need to talk to me once again southernscrapnation for anything else hope you guys enjoy your weekend enjoy the fights hope you guys pick right until then stay safe and peace